Hello and welcome to the Ethical Reading Podcast, where like-minded and hearted people come together to make Reading a better place to live, work and do business. We'll hear from people who have interesting things to say about ethics in action, why ethics matters now more than ever to create a better world, beginning right here in Reading, and from leaders from local ethical businesses and organisations who share their insights on solutions that work for people, profit and the planet. We learn how to generate and sustain a vibrant ethical culture and the part all of us can play in creating positive change at work, home and the wider Reading community. I'm Linda Duff, your host and a volunteer with Ethical Reading. I look forward to our ethical journey together because together we make all the difference. Today we have a special interview for World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October 2020. I'm really pleased to be speaking with Jason McMahon, who will share some of his story in the first five minutes, with a heads up that some listeners may find some of the themes upsetting. But at the same time, Jason's story is also inspiring and motivational. So a big welcome, Jason. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of these things that um, it's really nice to, to talk and to share, especially in these times of lockdown and isolation. It's really nice just to be able to speak to someone as well. Um, yeah. so, so thank <laughs> you for having me on the podcast. Uh, this, is, this is great. Really looking forward to it. And I'd like to start with finding out about you, uh, you know, some of your backstory and what has brought you to this point. Yeah, for me, um, really, I guess it all started about 10 years ago. Um, and from a business background, I was, I was doing very successful, well in life. Um, I'd recently got married, bought a large family home and um, just had the birth of my son. And things the things were really, you know, I felt were, were going really well. But then things started to turn and to change. And, and the situation that I was in at work, there was threat of redundancy. Um, so I was working harder and longer hours. Um, and eventually got made redundant. At the same time as getting made redundant, my marriage was actually breaking up, although I, I knew things were difficult, but I hadn't really seen how close we are to, to separation, even just recently married and obviously the birth of my son. And it was best that I decided to leave the family home, or that was a difficult situation in itself, and, and left the family home. And then really turned to the one person in my life, which was my mum, who lived in North Devon at the time, and turned to her as my support structure. And drove down there um, to say that obviously redundancy and, and the marriage was was on the verge of breaking up. And she got diagnosed with cancer the next day and she passed away 25 days later. So very, very quickly I'd gone from what I thought having everything in life to then losing everything and, and feeling very in a really desperate situation, in a broken situation. Um, and life got too much. And over the next few years, things became far, far too much. Uh, to a point that I took actions to end my life. Um, and really coming through that and understanding now what mental health is, I didn't really understand the signs. I didn't see the signs that were there, although visually um, I might have had a happy, smiley face. But for me, I was being asked by my friends if I was okay. But the big, proud, strong Jason always said, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and not realizing how much of a, a bad, dark place and depressive place I was actually in. And I've come through that now. I ended up picking up their phone to the Samaritans probably a day too late because it was the day after I took actions not to be here. And it's my ex-wife that, that found me in a really bad situation. And I picked up the phone to Samaritans. And just by having that call and actually saying out loud 
where I was in life. It was at that moment I really knew that I needed professional support to put me on a path of recovery. Um, and now, seven years later, um, I, I learn about self-care, mental health, and I now use my life experiences to help other people that may be struggling in life to reach out for support, especially when we don't really understand how much we are feeling overwhelmed with things and how easy it is to actually understand, to speak loudly, to reach out for support, because there is support out there. Um, and then we can rebuild our lives then and, and, and live a very positive, fulfilling life, which I'm able to do now. Mm, that's an extraordinary story and one that I sense that many others go through as well. In the, They talk about this quiet desperation that you'd never know from the outside, but that's what's happening on the inside. Yeah, so many people are, are struggling in silence. And also in silence to those around them, their, their networks, even you know, when we talk about bubbles now as well, but in silence to themselves. And I didn't really truly understand what mental health was then until I'd come through the other side of it. And obviously I went through, um, obviously with the crisis team, I was actually put on suicide watch for a while, um, and then different forms of counselling. And then you start hearing about mental health, mental health first aiders in the workplace. And I really wanted to learn more. And it was only on that journey where I trained to become a mental health first aid instructor did I truly understand how complex um, mental health can be and how diverse it can be from anxiety and depression to all forms of, to obviously then to, to thoughts and actions of suicidal thoughts and actions. So, um, so yeah, it's really for people that are suffering in silence as well, both internally to understand where they are but also suffering in silence and not speaking to their friends, their support structures, to their line managers, to the HR, to the support that is actually out there. Um, and that's a really important thing for us all to understand. Yes, and I, I'm wondering, you know, you've, you've got quite a special insight into what's happening in the workplace with people who may be struggling, particularly with the COVID situation and, you know, maybe the threat of redundancy, losing income and all the difficulties that that brings up. So what do you see currently happening with people? Well, the mo I guess the most important thing for really understanding is that everybody's going to be different. Everybody's frame of reference of this whole COVID situation and isolation, lockdown, even face masks, and just the, the whole thing about being in our bubbles is that everybody's experience is going to be slightly different based on our you know, our path to get us where we are today, but also our support structures that are around us and, and maybe even the things that are going on externally of our workplace. And it could be family, it could be family issues, although people are having positive experiences with being around family more, but also that has a knock-on effect as well if things aren't so good at home or there are more troubles and stresses at home. Um, so just by being in a contained space is difficult in itself. And then if you in introduce work pressures and stresses into the household, which they're both combined, can be increasingly, and everybody's going to be slightly different. But those that maybe, you know, when we talk about family, so me personally, obviously, I, I live alone. Um, I've got access to my son. Um, and obviously, I, I share time with him. But there are going to be people that are actually living and working alone. And, and isolation and loneliness is a is a difficult thing to to come to terms with. So, people actually that are lonely or living in, in an umbrella of themselves or a safety bubble of themselves, the experience of going to work and seeing people and connecting with people and networking with people has almost been taken away. Yes, we have technology, 
um, and you know with the calls of the podcast and the zooms and the team team calls is really powerful thing to do but also when you take away that human connection it can have a knock-on effect to someone that it is really a, a needed thing for them to to have that human contact so definitely by having more calls and to checking in with more people is a really you know valuable thing to do but also those that are actually you know having or seeing people um being furloughed or going through redundancy or or threats of redundancy stability for anybody that's struggling um stability is a key thing to help you move forward again and by taking stability away because of financial difficulties or job threat or relationships even from a point of view it adds to that and it increases that whole spectrum of our continuum of where we are and pushes us further down the line to where we need probably professional support or even just emotional support of someone being more empathetic in how they may speak to us. Um, so it's a really difficult time for a lot of people. And, um, you know, we, we need to talk and to share and to, to be open to, to, to talk and to share to other people about, not just about work, but checking with people about how they are. And it's not just a, how are you? Are you okay? You know, it's people, people, everyone's, every, we all have our own challenges in life. And it's just a case of, are we willing and open enough to talk about them and to share them to someone that we can, you know, maybe lessen our burden and maybe be signposted to support if we need it. Yeah. So Jason, what can workplaces do to help their employees and themselves? Well, it's a really important one, but it's quite, it's an easy one, really. It's just if we think about things from an empathetic point of view, so, so with empathy and compassion and respect of everybody that they may not know is going through certain struggles, we all still need to be profitable, but positive environment and positive person, employee and a workspace equals production and profit. So what we can focus on is just allowing people the opportunity to understand where they are and how to reach out for support. A lot of companies now have employee assistance programs. They have an open door policy, maybe to the line manager or to HR. But if the employee themselves doesn't truly understand where they are and the struggles that are going through and how overwhelming it's all becoming with workload on top of them, with risk factors involved, with everything that's going on around COVID and the whole stress factors increasing, then they'll never reach out for the support. They'll never tap on the door to speak to a line manager or to the HR or reach out to an employee assistance program or in a health, um, a mental health first aider if the company runs the scheme. So what we really need to do is allow staff an opportunity to realise it's okay not to be okay and feel the stresses and the pressures. And if we can do that and people to recognise that they can speak to someone and it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign that people are understanding where they are to become better in what they can do. They need support. And for the company then to, with empathy and with respect and compassion, to allow them the channels and pathway to reach out for professional support. And that might be signposting through to a phone number or to support um, charity or organizations that are out there very specific to the, to the needs of the individual. And just embracing the fact that we all struggle you know, a lot of business leaders themselves have gone through many challenges in life to get to where they are. And we all go through our individual channels and we all go through our individual struggles. When I when I run some of the training sessions I deliver or the company-wide talks I do, people attend because either they're line managers and it's a case of understanding about mental health and how they can support 
potentially their staff underneath them to get through struggles. But those that are attending are going because they're, they're being requested to as, as a duty of their, their management role. But then when we do the training, it's those people that are actually realizing themselves that they're going through their own challenges, their own struggles, their own battles. And actually, when we go through the exercise, they're the ones putting their hand up for, for help and support or understanding the network that we're actually in, we all go through our different challenges in life and how can we create a support peer group structure to help people get through those challenges. But first, we need to understand where we are, how we can help someone and allow them a pathway to move forward again and to deal with whether it be a crisis or, or just a personal feeling and where people are right now to get the company to support and to be seen to support as a sign of strength not an employee showing weakness would be a really powerful thing. And I hope to do that by introducing workplace schemes where people as a, as a matter of statutory um, joining a company or actually where they are right now, just taking training to understand about their own self-care, their own mental health and how they can help themselves first before maybe helping others around them as well. Because only then can we be in a stronger place to help others or be more productive. Yeah. That, that's so important. I just feel a lot of empathy for, for line managers or, or the senior members of businesses who are like the meat in the sandwich. You know, they're trying to work it both ways and feeling the squeeze in the middle uh, and having to have hard conversations with people, such as during COVID times and uh, with redundancies and knowing that you're going to change people's lives and also the pressures coming from above to still be profitable and, and still keep the business going. There are just so many of those kind of pressures that I think exactly what you're saying is what's needed and they won't necessarily be in the position to self-assess while they're in the fire of all this. So I think what you're suggesting is absolutely so important and and good for the business ultimately. De definitely, and, and even from you know having these uncomfortable or strong conversations where we're talking about you know having conversations with people where difficulty times of maybe you know redundancies or challenging people in this in this climate to reduce their hours or salaries and everything else as well. From the person making the phone call, being pressured to to make those calls or have that time those conversations. You can't go from one to the next to the next. You need to take time out to recover yourself, even by just having Zoom meetings. I hear so many people about Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting or a video call or, or other things, and they're actually quite tiring and exhausting in, in, in their own selves. And we need to get up. We need to move around. We need fresh air. We need daylight. We need to get out and see people. And even just by having more breaks and more windows is a really powerful thing. I actually spoke to um, Jeff Dodds, the Chief Operating Officer of Virgin Media. We were, I recorded a, a podcast that he sent out to his employees about their mental health and how lockdown. And he was an incredible, um, inspirational person, obviously, was looking with empathy and respect to, to how he can support staff at this difficult time. And he was the one that was talking about having calls actually as they go walking so encouraging staff to get out of their houses their places of works where they're home working and to make the call whilst walking and making it turning into a fresh air and an exercise as well as being in a positive environment as well and simple things like that from a ceo of a major company shows that you know employers do care and it's just simple changes how we can manage and help our staff in this very difficult time 
Yeah, well, we go to share the link. I listened to that podcast and it's very powerful. You share a lot more of your story in there and, uh, you know, it's a really great resource for people to go to. So we'll be definitely sharing that link. And I'd like, you know, like you come with all this experience and all the work you've done on yourself and with other people. So what do you offer to businesses and how can people find you? Yeah, so I set up Support in Mind um, a couple of years ago now just because I found when I started sharing my story, it had an immediate effect on someone that I'd never met that realized that they were going through their own personal struggles as well and they reached out for support. And by me sharing my story, having gone to a place where I took actions to end my life and I've come through that, I find it a really big, gives me purpose and hope each day. But having lived those experiences to share my lived experiences to help someone else never get to a place where I got to, where they choose and take actions not to be here. I've had an incredible journey of time. Um, so I set, set up Support in Mind really as a platform where people can come to me and I can provide them with training, whether it's a small workshop of two, three hours or a lunch and learn session, whether it's three people, 30 people, 300 or 3,000, just so that people can understand listening to someone that's lived experience of going through really, really difficult struggles and times that not once did I understand about my own mental health, not once did I reach out for support until it was too late. And now I look back and know that it is okay to show signs. It is okay to talk about these things. And especially within a business environment, employers care about their employees. I know that. But how can they help someone that doesn't know that they need help or reaching out for the support that's actually out there? So I know that there are employment assistance programs. I know there are mental health first aiders within certain companies, but there's still a massive disconnect. For me personally, there's a huge disconnect between an employee that's struggling or doesn't realize how much they're struggling to understand things are becoming overwhelming and then reach out for support. And if I can provide them by sharing my story, that platform to feel the strength and the courage to reach out to a manager, to HR, to an employee assistant program, to a mental health first aider, or to someone for shoulders to shoulder support, then for me, that gives me hope and purpose every day. And that's what drives me. So I set up Support in Mind as a website with some information about the training that I do, my story, uh, the podcast that I've actually recorded, and hopefully allow someone that can actually want to bring me on board to really hopefully save one person's life or an employee that's going through difficult times to, to reach out for support because we don't know who they are. We just know that they're valuable to the business and we want to help and support people. And I know that some of the businesses that are partners with Ethical Reading do have, uh, you know, HR departments who would have a pathway for this sort of initiative. So, you know, sort of heads up to them, really, and any other businesses that feel that their employees could benefit and they all could benefit. I I think the most important thing is that every single, if don't forget, if one in four people are struggling, and to be honest, when we come out of lockdown and isolation or more it's going to be more like one in three if not closer to one in two that are going through difficult times lockdown is going to be and and where we are right now is going to be a completely different situation for a lot of people that have got other things going in their life and it's all becoming overwhelming and if they're not sharing those stories to their employer then they can't be supported or, or supported in in making things slightly more flexible and accommodating or a pathway into professional support. So I really do hope that, you know, HR managers, companies can reach out to me, supportinmind.com. 
Fantastic. Uh, I'd like to say a big thank you, Jason. This has been great. And we'll be sharing all your links on the show notes below. So all the best to you with, with your work. No, thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing as well. If you've been affected by issues in this podcast, you can get support by calling the Samaritans on 116123. That number again is 116123. And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Jason's website is www.supportinmind.com or one word, dot com. And his services can be found in the services portal on the Ethical Reading website. Do join us. The website is ethicalreading.org.uk. Membership is free. Come to a virtual meetup or webinar. Get involved as a volunteer. Become a partner organisation or just help us by spreading the word to your networks. Together, we can make Reading a better place to live, work and do business. Music